Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. Serendipity, noun. The occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Chance, fluke, luck. There is an incredible book by author Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. In it, Liz takes a deep dive into the world of creativity and what it means to live your full creative potential. It contains beautifully thoughtful advice and anecdotes and stories about living creatively and the mysteries inherent in the process. Now, one of the stories that Liz shares in this book is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, ever. It gives me chills when she starts to tell it in her audiobook, and sometimes when I'm in need of a really good story, I will open it on a whim and listen. She describes this story as the single most magical thing that's ever happened to her. And without giving it all away, the story goes something like this. Liz gets an idea for a new book, a book about the Amazon jungle. She has the feelings of inspiration, the unmistakable physiological and emotional sensations that signal the arrival of a new idea. She commits to the idea devoting significant time and energy to it, including making the idea official through a publishing contract. However, soon Liz's personal life takes a twist that she didn't see coming, and she sets the idea down. She doesn't touch it again for nearly two years. When she returned to the idea, she found that the idea was gone. Not in the material sense, because she still had all of her research and her files, but the idea seemed to no longer want to collaborate with her. It was around this same time that Liz met a new friend, the celebrated novelist Anne Patchett. While Liz's Amazon jungle novel had up and left, Liz learned that Anne recently had come up with her own idea for a new novel, one that involved, you guessed it, the Amazon jungle. Now you see, Anne had no idea, no way of knowing about Liz's Amazon jungle novel, so this news surprised and intrigued Liz, to say the least. When the two finally shared each Amazon jungle novel with the other, it was pure magic. Big magic. And I'll just say that. Go listen for yourself, you won't be disappointed. Now, I experienced some big magic of my own last year while in New York City filming my forthcoming domestica course about boosting creative confidence. And it just so happens that the big magic moments happened with Liz's book packed in my suitcase, ready to be shared on film as part of the course. I arrived on a Sunday and I left on a Thursday. And throughout my time in the city, the universe kept leaving me Easter eggs in the form of books all week long. 
The Sunday that I arrived was a beautiful and sunny warm day in June. My week of work would soon start on Monday, but before then I vowed to take in as much of the city as possible. So I did a few touristy things like stand outside the friend's apartment and head over to the steps of Carrie Bradshaw's brownstone. Both are just around the corner from one another, which is kind of cool. I traveled to my favorite dress store, and I also had a drink on the patio of the Stonewall Inn, trying to soak up as much of the beautiful weather and the city and the magic as possible. Now, I was feeling hungry at this point, and instead of doing what I might normally do in a new city, such as search for a restaurant online, maybe compare reviews and prices and get lost in the details, I decided instead to follow my gut get lost in my intuition, if you will, to find a restaurant that just felt right at that moment. I landed at an unfussy pasta restaurant with a beautiful little patio. Now, I was the only one on the patio for a long while, and then an older gentleman, maybe in his early 70s, sat at a table a few over from me, and he looked like he was waiting for friends. Our eyes caught one another, and he smiled, and I smiled, And then he asked me how I was, and we struck up a conversation as he walked over to join me for a few minutes. I told him the reason that I was here in New York visiting, as well as my professional background in books and printing, and he told me that he'd written a book with his late wife. Now, it turns out that the man sitting across the table from me had not only written a book, but he was also a bestseller, and his late wife was none other than B. Smith a restaurateur, a magazine publisher, a celebrity chef, and a nationally known lifestyle maven. We talked about publishing and books and the travels that he would soon be embarking on to South America. So on my first day in New York City, that's how I landed a one-on-one chat with a delightful best-selling author. This sure felt like big magic. In Big Magic, Liz describes how she believes ideas work. She says this, I should explain at this point that I've spent my entire life in devotion to creativity, and along the way, I've developed a set of beliefs about how it works and how to work with it that is entirely and unapologetically based upon magical thinking. And when I refer to magic here, I mean it literally, like in the Hogwarts sense. I am referring to the supernatural, the mystical, the inexplicable, the surreal, the divine, the transcendent, the otherworldly. Because the truth is, I believe that creativity is a force of enchantment, not entirely human in its origins. I arrived on set on Monday morning wearing my yellow dress covered in magenta books, naturally, (laughs) which was the dress chosen by Domestica's team out of the options I'd provided. It was a really lovely experience working with Domestica in the weeks leading up to the shoot because they provided lots of consultation and opportunities to make the set feel like it represented me and my personality. I consulted with a set designer to coordinate props that I'd bring and also what they had already. So I walked into the set and it was really, really so cool. It felt like my goofy little office back home that I'm sitting in right now had been given a chic makeover and had been transported here to another place. There was a bookshelf of books in rainbow order. Perfect. 
And in my waiting between scenes, I peeked at the book titles on the shelf that Domestica team had arranged before my arrival. And there it was. A book that looked incredibly familiar. So I pulled it from the shelf and I asked the team, where did you get this? They told me that it was just a book they had in the studio to use on sets and the like. Now, it turns out that this book was one that I helped to have printed and bring to life in and around 2008 when I worked in the book printing industry. So this book was 14 years old. It had nothing to do with the topic of creativity, yet it was sitting here on this bookshelf waiting for me. Why it was there, I'll never know, except that I do know. Big Magic. In Big Magic, Liz goes on to reveal this. I believe that our planet is inhabited by not only animals and plants and bacteria and viruses, but also by ideas. Ideas are a disembodied energetic life form that are completely separate from us, but capable of interacting with us, albeit strangely. During the time of filming, I was also teaching a virtual course back in Toronto. So I arrived to class in my hotel room, zooming in on a Tuesday night. After the class was over, a student asked if she could receive some additional feedback on her assignment. Yep, no problem. So she stayed after class to meet with me one-on-one. After we chatted for about 20 minutes, she mentioned offhand that she used to actually live in New York City for eight years and that she would love to send me some recommendations based on the area I was staying in. She sent the email later that evening, and on her list of low-key favorites, she mentioned a bookstore in the area that she just so happened to be married in. What are the chances that I would be speaking with someone whom I've only met recently, who happened to live in the city I was currently visiting, and was married nearby in a bookstore? She is my people. (laughs) But also, who gets married in a bookstore? I didn't even do that. What are the chances? Well, pretty good. Because big magic. I love Liz's attitude and sure-held beliefs about inspiration that she details in Big Magic. One of my favorite sentiments is this. I choose to trust that inspiration is always nearby, the whole time I'm working, trying its damnedest to impart assistance. It's just that inspiration comes from another world, you see, and it speaks in a language entirely unlike my own, so sometimes we have trouble understanding each other. But inspiration is still sitting right there beside me, and it is trying. Inspiration is trying to send me messages in every form it can, through dreams, through portents, through clues, through coincidences, through deja vu, through kismet, through surprising waves of attraction and reaction, through the chills that run up my arms, through the hair that stands up on the back of my neck, through the pleasure of something new and surprising, through stubborn ideas that keep me awake all night long. Whatever works, inspiration is always trying to work with me, so I sit there and I work too. That's the deal. I trust it. It trusts me. Also on Tuesday, 
As part of filming one of the final units and lessons, it was all about dreaming big and planning small. I talked about the ways in which creating micro bite-sized action items is the way to make a big dream happen over time while simultaneously keeping our day jobs. As part of this exercise, I filled out a worksheet about dreaming big. We were filming and I began filling it out, but I stopped and looked up at the producer and asked her, should I fill this out with my actual big dreams? (laughs) I'd created this worksheet, but I'd neglected to think about what I might actually fill in when given the chance. And now was that chance, it seemed. So, as vulnerable as ever, I dug into the recesses of my brain to locate and pull forward some of my big dreams. These big dreams included giving a TED Talk, creating a university-level course all about creative confidence, and publishing a book. The next step in the exercise was to choose one of these big dreams, the one that feels like the next right thing, and say it out loud giving the idea a voice to transform it from an abstract idea existing only in our heads to your next concrete idea to share with the world. In that moment, the one that felt most right was publishing a book. I gave voice to the idea, which I'm still hoping might be the catalyst needed to make it happen. Big magic. In her book, Liz continues with this. Sometimes, rarely but magnificently, there comes a day when you're open and relaxed enough to actually receive something. Your defenses might slacken, and your anxieties might ease, and then magic can slip through. The idea, sensing your openness, will start to do its work on you. It will send the universal physical and emotional signals of inspiration— The chills of the arms, the hair standing up on the back of your neck, the nervous stomach, the buzzy thoughts, that feeling of falling into love or obsession. The idea will organize coincidence and portents to tumble across your path to keep your interest keen. You'll start to notice all sorts of signs pointing you towards the idea. Everything you see and touch will remind you of the idea. The idea will wake you up in the middle of the night and distract you from your everyday routine. The idea will not leave you alone until it has your fullest attention. And then, in a quiet moment, it will ask, Do you want to work with me? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. As my incredible week of filming in the bustling big city was coming to an end, I had an afternoon free to explore the city before flying home. I walked something like, I don't know, 40 blocks, pulling a 30-pound rolly bag behind me, full of props, (laughs) walking up towards Times Square, and then a few blocks further to the southernmost part of Central Park. My producer suggested that I visit one of New York City's most famous independent bookstores before I leave, called Strand Books. However, time was running low and my dogs were barking, blisters beginning to form on my hands from dragging a ridiculous suitcase around behind me. So, as I got in the cab and headed towards LaGuardia Airport, I knew that I would save my visit to Strand Books for the next time I got to come to New York. When I got to the airport, I cleared security and I made a beeline for the gift shop. I promised my three and five-year-olds something upon my return and I did not want to show up empty-handed. So I dilly-dallied around because I had lots of time before my flight, which was delayed. 
I then looked across the large open shop and noticed a bookstore. And it wasn't just any bookstore. It was a Strand Books bookstore. And the entire shop was set upon a backdrop of floor-to-ceiling bookcases, at least 20 feet high, containing an array of books organized in a rainbow. From red to orange to yellow, and then green and blue and purple. Rainbow bookshelves are my jam, and the team at Domestica had been awesome in planning sets with Rainbow Bookshelves Incorporated. And so this strange and powerful serendipity unfolded at the airport bookstore. I thought to myself, this is a sign. Thanks, New York. Then immediately below me, at the end of the rainbow, was a new book I had never seen before, but I had immediately recognized it as part of a series of kids' books that are my girls' favorites. It was an elephant and piggy book by Mo Willems of Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus fame. So this new book sitting in front of me complements a series of kids' books that I specifically mention in the Domestica course. Weird. But then, (laughs) what is the title of the book? I kid you not, this book is literally called It's a Sign. So I picked it up, shocked at this kind of immense intersection of coincidences unfolding in front of me. The characters in this book work together to create a club dedicated to paper folding and letter writing and word forming, which is basically me and my Domestica course in a nutshell. And then on the second last page of this book... The pigeon is there, drawing a picture, using his foot like I had done in the course earlier that week. What? (laughs) This felt like a little pot of reassuring gold sitting below a rainbow of books. Big freaking magic. So right then and there, I wrote a note to my producer about this incredible thing that had just happened. And while typing, an email arrived, which was a video of my student's wedding set in the New York City bookstore. I became the weirdo weeping in the middle of LaGuardia. It was all too much in the best way possible. Now, I still don't know what to make of all of these books that came into my life in serendipitous ways that week. But as the launch of my Domestica course draws nearer, I'm excited to think about the possibilities and what-ifs and could-bes. Thank you, Domestica, and thanks, New York, and thanks, Liz Gilbert, and thanks, Mo Willems, and thanks to my New York City student, and thanks to you for sticking around and listening to this story as it unfolded. Here's to more big magic for everyone.